0: It's an honor to be in the presence of the Lord. Joe will count it an honor if we were letting into the presence of the governor,
1: of the president, or some kind of senator or whatever. So many of us like to bow heads. It. It's our custom. We'll do this. Thank you. Thank you for letting me in. Thank you for, you know, being able to talk with you. It's much more than that, better than that, an honor and a privilege to be in the presence of God. And in addition to that, there is honor, there is glory, there is power, there is strength. All that we need in His presence. So you come to the presence of um, a king or a governor, and you think some things you need, you can ask. But of course, you can get some things done in the presence of a king or of a governor, but not everything. And there are some things that are so very, very little, really, very, very little, but very important, that the king can help you with the peace. That you need, the king can't give you. The joy that you need, the king can't give you. The broken heart that you have, the king can't feed. Is only the king of kings and the lord of them, the mighty God, the God of gods. Everything, physical, spiritual, emotional, psychological, mental, whatever it is. There are many who have so many things. They have cars, good cars, expensive cars. They have houses. They have a lot of money. They can buy a lot of things, but they're still sick. They're still not good. You look at them and you feel and you think that they are good, but really, they are suffering. Many of them we call celebrities. We celebrate them. People celebrate them. They look at them as examples, but many of them in the corridors of their home, in, in their closet, they depend on other things to sustain them. They use things that you won't want to see or hear about when they are in their closet, so that they will be able to come out looking good on the outside. They depend on drugs, all kinds of things. So my brothers and sisters, let God be your source for everything. Let God be your source for everything. Not just for the spiritual, you see. Spiritual. Because God does more than spiritual. God created the whole world. So you need money, you can ask God. Amen. You need a wife. You need a husband. You can ask God. Whatever it is that you need, you need a job. When God gives you those things, please don't forget it. Don't leave him behind. Think that you can do without him. You must put him as the number one person. Amen. Praise God. The need of the hour. What is the need of the hour? In order to determine the need or the task, we need to find out what time it is. What's the hour? If we know the hour, we will know the hire. If we know the season, again, we will know the service, the kind of service to give. So what time is it in the world? What time is it in the world? Because this world is on a timer. This world is on a timer. The word of God gives us answers to our questions, the two questions we have. The first question what is the time? What is the season? What is the moment? What period are we in? And the second question is what is the need of the hour? To answer the first question, let's look at Romans 13.12. Of course, there are so many scriptures that we can use to answer the question. So Romans 13.12, the night is spent. We're going to find an answer or the answer to our first question. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. From this scripture, we understand what time it is. It says, the night is far spent. The night is far spent. Meaning what? It's night. Not just night. Late night. You know the late night shows? Mm. (laughs) The one that starts at 11 p.m., 12 midnight, 1 a.m., late night shows. Mm -hmm. So the scripture says, the night is fast spent. The night is just beginning. It's not just beginning. The night is far spent. So it's late night. It's the 11th hour, they say. It's late. It's dark. It's spooky. It's creepy. It's risky. It's treacherous and dangerous. It's the end time, crunch time. The time is short, and the devil is on a rampage, looking for someone to devour. It doesn't come as a devil. He may come as a friend. He comes true, people. Hmm? It comes true thing. Be careful. The devil doesn't show himself. He doesn't roar like a lion. He walks around, lion, looking, seeking for somebody to devour. Watch out. The need of the hour. The need of the hour. So we answer the first question. But what's what happens in the night? What happens in the night? Romans 13:12. The same scripture. He said the night is far spent, days at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of dark and let us put on the armor of light. From this same scripture, we understand the kinds of work that are done in the night season when it is dark. What types of work? What types of work are done in the night? Says what? The night is fast when the days are end. Let us cast off the works of that. Works of darkness, works of darkness are done in the night time, the night season when it is dark. The works of dark. What are the types of works that we're talking about? We're gonna look at another scripture and get a fuller or more description of what works of darkness look like. Second Timothy one to 5. But know this that in the last day. Remember again, we are in the last days. We are in the end time. As that scripture tells us, our memory verse tells us that the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. 1 Peter 4, 7. So, 2 Timothy 3, 1 to 5, say to us, But know this, that in the last days, perilous, perilous times, but dangerous times will come for men with the lovers of themselves. Now, as we read this, please don't think Oh, I have no problems with this thing because these things are actually very subtle, stealth, insidious. They creep in very, very slowly without you even knowing. So as we read this, please see whether any of these you are struggling with. But notice that in the last days, perilous times will come. It says lovers of money. Do you love money? I don't love money. Think about that really very seriously. I don't love money. It's a boast, proud. Blasphemers, disobedient to parents. Have you ever been there? <laughs> have you ever been there? Hope oh, you are not. You are not. No, you are not there anymore. Amen. Mm-hmm. Disobedient to parents, disobedient to authority. Mm. Maybe you are not disobedient to parents, but you are disobedient to authorities. Unthankful. Hmm. Unthankful. How many times we have been unthankful? Unholy. Unloving, especially the difficult to love person. How ah, have you been unloving? Unforgiving. Wow, that's a big one. Oh, the person has hurt you so much that struggle to forgive. Maybe you will say I will never forgive. Mm. Slanderous, without self-control. That's a big one. Brutal, despisers of good. traitor, Headstrong, hurting. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Wow. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. How many times you have chosen pleasure? Over the service of God. But when it comes to the question of money, the question of job or your work, you're going to go there no matter what. It's rainy, sunny, you know, snowing. You get there anyway because you're going to get there because of money. But if it's church, if it's praying, you're going to think twice. You're probably not going to go. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness, denying the power of godliness, denying the power of the Holy Spirit. Is the Holy Spirit, the power of God that helps us do what we need to do? Some of the things here again, insidious, subtle, still, they sneak in gradually and indirectly into our lives. The nature of darkness. Darkness hides itself and hides its works. Darkness hides itself and hides its work. So, to answer the second question, what is the need of the hour? Let us look at our memory verse, 1 Peter 4 7. But the end of all things is. At hand, therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. Can we say it together? But well, the end of all things is at hand, is at therefore, be serious. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now so what is the need of the hour looking at this scripture? From this scripture, we see that there is a need for us to be serious and watchful in our prayers at the end of time. So the need of the hour is what prayer. The need of the hour is prayer. This we can see in many, many scriptures. Now, let's look at our text scriptures, our text pictures. Let's put some flesh on the bones, on the structure. Let's put some substance into the structures. Amen. Now, you can have structures, but there's nothing inside. You've got to have structure. First, so that you have place or places to put substance. If you have substance and you don't have, you're to scatter. Your substance will scatter. So we got some structure, some framework. So let's put some flesh on the bones. Looking at Luke 18, 1 to 8. Luke 18, 1 to 8. That's the first one we're going to consider. This is a parable. And as I was looking at this again, I realized that Jesus gave many parables. And many times those parables are actual they are actual events. They are real things that happen. Whether in the past, present, or even in his foresight, in the future. Things that have not yet happened but he will bring as example. I hope you got the picture. So Jesus will not just be talking about some things that are not real. Those parables, most of them are real life stories. Things that happened thousands of years before or in the present time for thousands of years to come. Jesus would draw on them. Because Jesus knew all things. Praise God. So here, he spoke a parable today. That men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Saying, actually here, Jesus is looking forward. Looking to the time of his coming. Hmm? To the time of the end time. Hmm. It's what he said. There was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God, nor regard man. Now, there was a widow in that same city. And she came to this judge, saying, Get justice for me from my adversary. And he would not for a while. But after all, he said within himself, Though I do not fear God, nor regard man as the end of the world near. Even now, there are those who do not fear God, and they do not regard any person. And they are in positions of authority, they are constituted authority. They are judges and senators. And kings, whatever it is, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming you weary me. Then the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said. Mm, that's the misnomer. Unjust judge. And shall not God avenge his only let who cry day and night, though he bears long with them. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith? on the earth again the teacher of this is that jesus was looking to the future jesus sees a time or saw a time and a woman a widow woman probably a childless widow woman because if this widow woman had you know, a grown son she would have asked her son to help her she was by herself so jesus saw this widow a time in the future before his coming and drew from that to give us this parable